guys, welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, get to hang out with the guys from a brand new brewery right up here in North Phoenix. But before we get into that, if you guys are following on social media, you've seen the adventures I've been on over the last couple of weeks to gather as much badass Arizona beer as I can to give away to one lucky person. So Thursday, December 5th is Arizona Beer Day. So to celebrate, we're giving away a shitload of all Arizona beer to one lucky person. So make sure you guys go to the social media for Tap That AZ, both on Facebook and Instagram on Thursday, December 5th. To see how you can win. Yes, you. Talking to you directly. One person is going to win all of that beer. So make sure you enter. Alright, so this episode was pretty cool. Uh, I've known Marshall for a few years now. And this is actually the first brewery that I've seen open. That I've known the person um, for a little while. And they've brewed at other places. And now they opened up their own place. So Simple Machine Brewing Company on Deer Valley Road, right across from the Deer Valley Airport. Uh, Marshall and Matt opening this place up. This place is badass. And you can quote me on this. These guys are going to be a top 10 Arizona brewery in less than two years. They're going to be making some great beer. Right now, they don't have any of their own beers just yet, uh, if you're listening to this um, soon after the episode goes out. But their grand opening is December, the weekend of December 13th. So... Keep an eye out. They've got a great selection right now of all Arizona beers. They got a Sedona Beer Company double IPA that's just ridiculous. They got a couple collab- collaborations. One they did with Borderlands, which is a session hazy, and they've got a, a Belgian beer that they did with Throne over in Glendale. So, all right, let's jump into this. Let's tap into Simple Machine Brewing Company. Did hit Let's record now, so you guys, everything is on record at this point. Uh-oh. How much time do we have? Between twenty and six hundred minutes. That'll be a lot of beers. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of schooners because I have to drink all schooners at this point, right? Yep. Yeah, that's. Let, let's introduce ourselves first. My name is Marshall Norris. I'm with Simple Machine Brewing Company. And my name is Matt Wright, also with Simple Machine Brewing Company. <laughs> so uh, you guys are going to be soon the newest. Really, the newest addition to the Arizona beer scene. Very soon. Yeah, very Can't soon. Wait. We haven't uh, we haven't picked a date yet. I say we, but you know, like, you're in on this. Yeah, you're, you're you're now part of Simple Machine. I am. Yes, yes. Which machine am I? I'd have to see. Well, I'm like, can you do you know the six Simple Machines? No, no. That's a great question. Um, and you told me last time I saw you, and I don't remember. Let me see. There's six, right? Yeah, there's six. So there's the lever. Nice. The axle. Wheel and axle. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, it's, a two, it's a twofer. Yeah, yeah. Lever, wheel, and axle. Um, Think back to fourth grade. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I can't even remember lunch yesterday. So, uh, uh, I don't know. What are the other four? So, so you got yeah, lever, axle, wheel, and axle. Yep. Pulley. Okay. Wedge. Inclined plane. Screw. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. I still don't remember learning that. Obviously, I didn't. Some might, <laughs> some might argue that the uh, screw is actually just an inclined plane around a pole, but uh, it's debatable. 
We're fourth, going fourth grade says it's yeah. Another yeah. Fourth grade. It's My still fourth widely grade. accepted that the screw is one of them. So. Yeah. How did you guys uh, decide on Simple Machines as the name? Because I like it. I like that story behind it. And why though? Like why? It just fit. It sounded right, and it fit. Um, people talk about beer being a really complicated thing because it is, but in the industry, I've worked with a lot of people who they run into an issue and they say, "You know what? It's just beer," yeah. and, and they play it off as something simple. Yeah, uh, but it's it's not. It's a really complicated product, and you come into a brewery for the average drinker, they don't know what goes into it. They just think it's beer. Yeah, and we like beer. to we like we like the idea of simplifying something complicated. But yeah. on our end, we delve into the, the really complicated parts of it. Hell yeah! Well, I've, I've heard some of the things you guys are planning on doing. So you guys are are getting deep into uh, the complexity of the beer, which is fantastic to highlight that. You know, I I don't I wish there was more of that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> talking about the simple machines over a beer is proven time and time again to be a good time yeah quiz your friends. having a great friend a great time already yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so how did you guys get started um how did you get started in in beer like making well actually drinking it like drinking good beer i i'll go first yeah i didn't like beer until um, i was probably 16 no, I struggled through. I struggled through underage <laughs> drinking beer. Uh, my, my dad always drank Fat Tire and Heineken. Ah. So if I could get my hands on some when we went camping, I would drink it. Yeah. But I preferred to drink alcohol as, okay. a, as an underage kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then college, kind of the same thing. Drank yeah. a lot of rum and a lot of whiskey. Are you from here? Did you grow up here? Uh, Arizona, born and raised, okay. but I grew up in northern Arizona. Gotcha. So I moved to Goodyear when I was like 11. So okay. For the the years that matter, I was in Phoenix. Yeah. And I was going to college at ASU. At one point, rated one of the best party schools. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone tries oh, to yeah. live up to that reputation. <laughs> yeah. We drank a lot of a lot of liquor, though, except for kegger parties. And okay. we'd end up... We, My roommate thought he was uh, picking a good beer. And at the time, it was by getting like a Michelob Ambra, uh, Amber. Oh, yeah. Uh, like they had Amber Bach and they had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we would still have that. I don't know. I don't know that either. was one of my. That was one of mine. And like, I'm a little more sophisticated. Yeah, <laughs> Star Liquor would sell us kegs of it. Yeah, uh, you know, for 150 bucks. Yeah. So it worked really well for house parties. That was probably the the most beer I ever drank. Okay. I was really good at keg stands. Yeah. <laughs> Not proud of it. What was your longest keg stand? I I'm, I actually have a reputation for. The longest cake stand. Oh, really? I'd yeah. like to challenge you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I was now. This was granted. This is twenty-one years ago, right? So I'm forty-one now. So this was when I was like twenty, twenty-one. But I did it for seventy-three seconds. Ooh, ooh that's yeah. good. Yeah. And then I threw up a fire hose of beer and ramen noodles, just like a straight. <laughs> like it was, but the le- and I, it wasn't even my college. It was my buddy's college. So he's like, people were asking him like, like who the fuck was that guy? Like, <laughs> Cause there's all these frat bros up there. Yeah, dude, 20 seconds. Like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I can destroy these guys. Yeah. So my buddy's like, get up get there, me man. Up there. Get me up there. <laughs> yeah. 73 yeah. seconds. That's impressive. That's yeah. Really yeah. Impressive. I don't, maybe I'm pretty sure I've gotten in the fifties before, but nice. I don't know that, if I could get over a minute. That's, that's impressive uh, though, too. Yeah. That is, that's like, you're, you're the top probably 1%. Not anymore. Not <laughs> yeah. anymore. No, no, not me either. No. Yeah, if you could, if you could beat thirty seconds, you're probably at 
in the lead at those parties. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. None of us were. Well, uh, I hope I'm not thrown under the bus, but my, my roommate was Clayton Stefan. Okay. And Clayton owns Divided Vine oh, now. Oh, no shit. Okay. So we yeah. both ended up in the industry years later. We're still friends. He was the one who got me drinking beer, though. Because I was, I was definitely drinking alcohol over beer. Good, like craft uh, alcohol, or just craft like, beer didn't come for some years later. But, but I mean, like the alcohol that you were drinking. Were you drink? Were you going for like, like single malt scotches, things like? Or was it volume? Well, both. But okay, All right. yeah. I was super so. poor as a college student. Not much has changed as a business owner. <laughs> right. uh, Some might say even poorer. Even poorer, yeah. yeah. Poor. Now I have more bills. Yeah. But I worked at Albertsons, and the store I was working at liquidated. And I ended up with almost 100 bottles of high-end liquor. No shit. So it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. To be in a college house with three roommates of college age. Yeah. If we were broke, we were drinking $50, $60 bottles of whiskey. <laughs> if we had money, we were drinking $9 bottles. Ah, dude. That's so awesome. <laughs> like, just so reverse. That's, yeah. Because yeah. I, was, I was hoarding it. I didn't want it to come out of parties. It sure. would just disappear. Yeah. Some bottles did. Some bottles got put to good use. Like, we donated a bottle of Grey Goose for a strip foosball game. <laughs> That is a good cause, man. I'm, I'm with you. Give, giving back. But, giving yeah, it was back. both. <laughs> yeah. I, but I started developing a taste for uh, liquor before I, like, fine whiskeys. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I like whiskeys. Uh, before I started drinking craft beer. But they both started coming hand in hand, but Clayton's really the one that got me drinking beer. Yeah. So, nice. Clayton, if you're listening, thank you. Hell yeah, yes. Thank you, Clayton. Because this is going to be my spot. You guys in Front Porch are like, I've, I've, it's like five dollar Uber ride or seven dollar Uber <laughs> ride, so I'm 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 in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so, what about you? What about you, Matt? Like, did did you drink craft beer as uh, an underage child? <laughs> I guess I have my uh, my older brother to thank. Um, I guess the first beers I had sitting on a beach. I grew up in Virginia, okay. Central Virginia. Um, moved out here about three, just over three years ago now. But uh, we'd always go to the Outer Banks, North Carolina, and sitting on the beach, and he brings out a couple of Bud Lights, and uh, there were these these two other girls sitting next to us, and uh, I was trying to get up the courage to talk to him, and so he's like, here, drink a few of these. <laughs> yeah. And then I think they were with their parents, so um, they didn't really appreciate that, so that was probably really my first experience. But um, yeah, probably my older brother, he lived in San Diego, and I got to visit him, and uh I think uh, Sierra Nevada was was probably the first one I had, first craft beer I had, um, and loved it. But for the most part, uh, throughout college, you know, it was uh, Milwaukee's Best, or uh, and that was primarily something like that. Yeah, um, Natty Light. Not, yeah, a lot of Natty, a lot of ramen. Uh, ramen. Oh yeah, beer. dude, I love ramen. <laughs> so yeah, I, do, I still do. Like the um, cheap stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you drink what you can afford, and uh, you don't really have a palate for it, sure. but. Uh, now, I've definitely always loved beer since that first day on the beach. You get more refined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's less volume these days and, and more, about, more about the taste. So, yeah, I guess I have my older brother to thank for that. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's, that's a good older brother, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we're giving shout outs. Shout out to Mitch. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then, so as far as like, so you guys transition into both like, all right, shit, there's some good beer out there. So when did the brewing begin? Like, when did you guys start with like dabbling into making your own? So again with Clayton, Clayton and I were roommates after college for a long time. And we, shortly after college, we started with a Mr. Beer kit. We got one and made it together. <laughs> the beer wasn't very good, but it was fun. I enjoyed the process. Yeah. And at the same time, he and I were living upstairs to a very well-known gentleman in the Arizona market who became one of our best friends and still is one of my best friends to this day, uh, Teddy Pepper. Okay. Uh, so Teddy, uh, now he's brewing at Ozark. Yeah. I've seen, I've never, I don't think I've ever met Teddy, but I've, I see him a lot of places. Yeah, Not in person, but like just a on good the dude. interwebs. And, yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was already uh, kind of homebrewing. Okay. A small batch, like partial mash or extract homebrew. He wasn't in all grain yet, but he was enjoying good beer. And Clayton and I had started drinking better beer, yeah. what we considered better beer. Yeah, yeah. Climbing the ladder, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you step up. <laughs> You start drinking the Fat Tires and the Alaskan Ambers and the Sierra Nevada. Yeah. But Teddy was our downstairs neighbor. We were being loud one day, and just we started talking to him. He used to park next to me. Yeah. Uh, so Teddy and I we started brewing together, and that was it was a while ago. I can't even think of the year. Years like five plus, Easy. ten years. Yeah. yeah. Was, well, I was, it was at least ten years ago. Okay. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I've known Teddy for a long time. So you guys started, you brewed with Teddy then? Like you yeah, were well, he, yeah. I brewed a homebrew batch with him, and then I just fell off the deep end. And every time I brewed, I was adding something new to it. So it, was, it became an obsession very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, you, you go from, I think we brewed like one or two extract batches, and then went to partial mash, and then I invested it. I did one partial mash brew, and then I switched to all grain. And then I added a new chiller and then extra fermentation. And then I, by the time I stopped homebrewing, I mean, I had, I was on a 15 gallon system. It wasn't a nice system, but it was pieced together. Yeah. Like a self-made three tier homemade chiller. I could knock out 10 gallons in, you know, five or six minutes to to 50 degrees if I was lagering, you know, that's quite a leap. I had three, (laughs) I had three drop coolers, one for lagering, one for ales, one for serving. Damn. It was. This is all in that house. Well, this yeah. was over time. Okay. So Teddy and I lived together and both got into the industry at the same time, while we were roommates. So okay. our homebrew setup then was, it was tops. Yeah. You know, he started working for Scottsdale Beer Company, as a part time. Okay. And then my first, I started volunteering at Borderlands in 2014, as oh, an gotcha. unpaid cellarman. Okay. My first paid job was brewing at Dubina when they weren't even a year old. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I worked there for a while. Teddy was already at Scottsdale. I left to take a full-time job at Borderlands, and Teddy came over and took the head brew spot at Dubina. So he ran him for a year or two, and then he went to Huss, and then he ended up having to move back to Texas. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Man, that's quite a lineage of uh, yeah. <laughs> places. Yeah. So you went from, you were unpaid sellerman at Borderlands, then you went to Dubina. Then I was paid at Dubina. Paid at and Dubina. that's when I left my corporate job and 
Oh, and so you were still okay. I see. What, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I had a, I had a, a really good job. Uh, What'd you I, do? But I hated it. I was in corporate <laughs> <laughs> corporate sales for Natural Organic Foods okay. for a company called the Haines Celestial Group. Ah, interesting. Yeah, you've never heard of them, but you've no. heard of one of the companies that they owned, the okay. products we sold, I'm sure. But that's that's when I made the jump. I was ready. I had some money saved. I thought I could do it, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, me too. I, I, <laughs> I brewed for Dubina. I've brewed, and then I was down at Borderlands for a while. Uh, went to, I left Borderlands and worked for Mobile West Canning. Okay. I did that for a couple of years. That was a really cool experience traveling because they were based in San Diego. Okay. So we'd run the line out there. I got to meet all the Arizona brewers yeah. through that. We came in Vegas. So it was a lot of travel. It was, it was a tough gig, but yeah. you learned a lot and met a lot of cool people. I would say I met a lot of cool people. I got to drink a lot of good beer. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. what was your favorite brewery? To can at or just to drink at? Both, um, <laughs> that you did while you're at Mobile West. My favorite experience canning was at uh, probably the brewery Tarot in uh, Anaheim. Yeah, nice. They not only were they really cool people, but their facility was just amazing. Really, uh, and we got they like took us through and let us sample a lot of really cool stuff. We're just canners. Yeah, we were contractors working for them, you know, but. They treated us really, really well, and one of my proudest canning moments is they wanted to feed off a tank that was down, I think it was a 60 or 70 foot, inch and a half stainless transfer line, and we couldn't do it with just head pressure. Normally, the the wild goose lines we were running would just be head pressure lines, so we had to set it up under pump pressure, and it was the first time Mobile West had really done that, Yeah, and we managed to pull beer from this 140-barrel tank that was in another building yeah. through a transfer line into the, into the canning machine and got it yeah. dialed in pretty quick and had a successful run. And they were super happy about it. They gave us some beer to take home. Hell yes. yeah. Here's your reward, Marshall. Here's yeah. some beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was cool. I, I liked the, the challenge part of that job. There was, every day was different. And sure. The machine would get rattled to hell in the, in the back of a trailer. So you're always, always working on it, always fixing it. I enjoyed that part of it. That's a good point. I never thought about that, right? You think of, like, I, I see, I've seen Mobile West at, I think, like, uh, Helio. I think I've seen him, or I've seen him at the shop multiple times. But you don't think about how calibrated it has to be and then that it's in the back of a truck, you know? It's right. not like it's on this air-pressured mattress, you know? Like, <laughs> like no, shit's getting jacked up through yeah. the process, yeah. Sometimes you'd open the trailer and you'd see screws on the ground and yeah. you'd be like, hmm, <laughs> where'd these fall out of? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's never good. Like, God damn it. But Mobile, yeah. West, Mobile West does it right. Not to, like, I'm not trying to plug them at all. Sure, yeah. But they, they trained you so well, if you saw a screw on the ground, you knew where it went. Yeah. And, and there's a thousand screws on that machine. Wow. So. Yeah, I learned a lot doing that. And then I went from there to Helton. That's where I first met you, I think, yeah. was at Helton, yeah. And Helton was already a year old. He wasn't two years old yet. And Matt was already working there, and that's where we met. He was working for Brian Oh, Helton. you were working at Helton, too? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I'm wondering if we met at some point as well. I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah. But that's where our stories come together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so we, we both worked there. Both went down to Tucson last year and... Uh, Landon left Borderlands and went to Pueblo Vida. And at the same time, Dan Bruner, their assistant, left and went to uh, Dragoon. Okay. He's very happy there. Uh, good for both of them. They both made choices that made them happier. So Matt and I went down, picked up 
where they had left off and uh, brewed, brewed some good beer. It was a lot of work. We commuted. We didn't move down there, but for the whole year we commuted. Oh, yeah. I think you told me about that. Yeah. It was a good times. Good. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind a, of, uh, we probably wouldn't have the name if it weren't for right. uh, yeah, that's those the, commutes. So you guys would drive down together, yeah. talk the whole time, and just, yeah. 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 And then we, I rented a room that we shared down there when we stayed. So we were, we were in confined spaces together a, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. last year. We were locked in a trunk twice together. Yeah. Yeah. We still like each other, so that's good. Yeah. I think. Do you like me? I like you. I still. like you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's I, good. Uh, we became really good friends because of it. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was just an immense amount of work. Because you're staying down there. So we would work from you know seven in the morning when we got down there. We'd work twelve or fourteen hours, have a few beers, play some foosball. Yeah, lots of foosball. Marshall's pretty good at foosball. Yeah, I get him occasionally. There, there was like there was like two days where I beat him like six times in a row, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> you always remember that. Yeah, remember, I'll always have that. December fourteenth, twenty nineteen. Remember that shit? <laughs> yeah, we had a lot, we played a lot of foosball. So how did the simple machines like what made it? Um, made it something that you guys how did that conversation even start to, like, i feel like probably I, I was trying to think about this earlier but maybe there was something on npr that sparked it initially i thought and then we were driving and uh we're trying to recall them yeah and marshall was like oh what are them and i was like wait i know i know this and i could name like three or four of them or something and, yeah and Mar- i think maybe we googled it while we because marshall was driving i think and yeah but uh and so, yeah, when we were always down there, we'd start messing with other people or drinking after we're finished at, you know, like 9 o'clock at night or whatever, sitting yeah. at the bar. And nobody ever really knows, like, when you tell somebody about, you know, like, the simple oh, machines, like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah that but makes they, sense. everyone yeah. forgets what, <laughs> what they actually are. Yeah. And we almost never even came up with it because we spent, you know, back early, a few months ago when we were trying to decide on the name, oh, man, we went through hundreds of different... Oh, sure. We had... An Excel spreadsheet that oh. we're trying to come up with ways to categorize. Yeah, you know, do we like this one? Who likes this one? Who likes this one? Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> it was getting to be a mess. But yeah. for, for some reason, it never popped into our heads to to use Simple Machine yeah. potentially as a name. And uh, Jessica, Marshall's fiance, we're standing here over empty open trenches. Like, all right, we got what do we got here? We don't like anything. And she texted him. She's just kind of off the cuff. I don't even think she was too serious about it. She's like, what about Simple Machine? And Marshall and I look at her like, obviously, that's it. Yeah. Like, why do we not? Oh, yes. I know like, it's a joke, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just felt right. So, so thank you, Jessica. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Like, Thanks, I love baby. it. And I love the logo and, like, I just, uh, the, every, the way everything pieced together. Um, so, backtrack a little bit. So, was, was Helton your first brewing gig? Like, how did you? Did we finish you? Yeah. Okay. I just make sure we, we went we, from Borderlands to this. Well, Borderlands. To I was working Borderlands. I think. Yeah, I was working. Well, Borderlands, uh, Borderlands to Helton was where we got. Yeah. Yeah. After After Tucson, I uh, I started working part time at at the time it was Phoenix Ale. Okay. And then I was there for the the switch, the company switch, and uh, the I Phoenix helped them. Beer Co. Yeah, yeah, I helped them for a short time. They they lost their brewers too, so I was. I guess I'm just the guy who goes to help out with yeah. people who brewers. Hell yeah. It's um, not a bad reputation to have, man. I guess. Beer yeah. rescue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we, Trademark pending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's I, a good show, man. Yeah, I started I'm helping this out. out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll sit on this. I yeah. <laughs> uh, started helping out right at the time of their transition, so I got to be there for that, and 
I know you just did that episode with Adam. And he's a great dude. Yeah. I got to work with them, and I was there when they brought him in the first day. I was like, who's this handsome bastard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comes in with his smile, like, yeah. Adam, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was uh, helping them. They, they bought a wild goose line, so I helped them with that. Trained him up as best as I can, and now it's to the point where... Yeah, you know, I'm here full time. We've been we've been doing this build out full time for a long time. Yeah, but it's a beautiful space, man. I, we're we're going to get into all of the details of <laughs> of what we got here because I got the tour literally from the front door. Like not just like like you made me like that's my favorite put, way to give it. Put my yeah. heels yeah, Marsh, against the front Marsh door. Is pretty good at the tour. He's, he is. He's like start here. Brian no, Helton always <laughs> used to make me give tours. Oh yeah, and I liked doing it, but uh, I got pretty good at it. Hell yeah, I think was I've, a good I've refined my. Yeah. I almost left we went after the wrong the tour. direction. You, you missed the- <laughs> I, I threw a lo- I threw a wrench in the yeah. whole thing for you. Like, God damn it! Why are you going that way, man? Yeah. <laughs> so, but before we get into that, uh, Matt, into your to your brewing story, where where did that? Where did well, that start? I'm I'm certainly not uh, nearly as accomplished as Marshall. Actually, a lot of what I know about brewing is because of Marshall. Um, but actually, honest. where I. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, my first uh, brewing experience uh, was a a Mr. Beer as well. Now they're out of Tucson, right? Or is I think Mr. Beer is in Tucson. I don't know where it's based. So. I went to because uh, they have a small pilot brewery, and then they that's where they assemble the kits and stuff. Oh, really? Interesting. Oh. Yeah. So I went there when they did the first Pure Water Brew Challenge. What was that like two years ago? Yeah, something like that. Um, I went down there. Like, do you want to be a judge? I'm like, I don't know, shit, man. They're like, no, nah, we'll pair you with somebody. We're not going to take your opinion. Like, <laughs> yeah. just come down and hang we out. Just need a personality, <laughs> yeah, all right? <laughs> exactly. So I went down there, and they didn't really give us a tour or anything. But I remember seeing like the kits and stuff, and I mean, obviously. The building is Mr. Mr. Beer, so that's pretty cool that that is like in Arizona here. Another notch on the belt of Arizona beer, just building. I'll take it. Awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many brewers they have uh, inspired. Yeah, with those. I bet a lot. Because yeah. a lot of them. What did you say? Was it a gift for you? Yeah, actually, yeah. My, my little brother got that for me for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, so it's always both a my gift. brothers. It's, yeah. it's not always, but it's in most cases. It's like hey. Makes they, this guy likes beer. Let's get him a beer yeah. kit. Yeah, <laughs> not realizing like it. It you know, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to make some stuff, and it's not going to be good. But he's going to still drink it. Yeah, <laughs> which oh, is you an experience. Definitely and drink it. Yeah, yeah. For sure. out of those plastic bottles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you got the your brother got you the Mr. Beer kit. That yeah. was the first brew. Yeah, and mine was um, you know, probably even worse than Marshall's, but uh, <laughs> it tasted delicious to me because I made it, and I feel like that's that's probably how a lot of people feel when they make anything. Man. Yeah. Um, but, and then one of my good friends, he was, uh, home brewing, uh, and, uh, that also was, uh, that was probably the bigger inspiration cause I had done it myself and I collected, but then he had, he was doing proper home brewing. Okay. Uh, and his stuff w- was good. And I was like, man, you can just do this. Yeah. You know, it was like a <laughs> hobby and make your own beer. This is amazing. Um, and so I started getting into home brewing a little bit on my own. Um, not nearly the kind of setup that Marshall ever had. Um, but yeah, I kind of just jumped, you know, I, I think I did a, yeah, one, one extract and then partial and then jumped right into, to all grain, which was probably getting a little ahead of myself. But, um, and I was, uh, I was working in corporate sales in DC. Uh, this is about four years ago and I was just, you know, it was a great job, but I also just, I didn't, 
Not that I hated that that job. Some of them before that, but uh, <laughs> you can be honest. You can yeah. Be honest, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that job was great. Actually, that's where I, I met my wife, so it was uh, a pretty good deal for me there. Worth it. Yeah. Um, but oh, I just, I was just, I couldn't see myself doing that for the rest of my life. Sure. Yeah. And I was like, I want to do something. I mean, everybody talks to doing something, but you're passionate about. But yeah. And I was like, man, I love beer. Uh, maybe I can be. And I, my dream wasn't to. Well, I thought it'd be great eventually to have your own brewery, but I just yeah. wanted to be in the industry any way I could. Sales? Did you think about sales? Yeah, that was that was like experience. my natural thing. But yeah. first, I decided to quit my job and travel for a year. So <laughs> that's what I did first. Because <laughs> I was like, I've got money now. If I go and do this, I won't have money for a long time. Sure, or time. Yeah, money, or, or time. time. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. yeah more expensive. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I quit quit my job uh, with my future wife, and we traveled around the world for a year. Wow, and that's awesome, man. I got to try a a lot of beers from a lot of different places. That wasn't the the main focus for it, but uh, I, ma- I made sure to to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then when we got back uh, to DC, and we kind of just started over, and you know she was going to get back um, into the corporate world, and I took on I think four jobs and was working about eighty or hundred hours a week. Holy so I was shit. I was helping a friend. He has a school supply small business, so I was running his warehouse so that was good uh like people and management experience for me so that was good and yeah. that was the steadiest one and working for a caterer uh so getting bartending experience and uh worked a day a week at a, a brewery in dc just just being around the being around the beers just no yeah. tap room uh, and work for a beer distributor as well so um, all at the same time yeah all at the yeah. same time <laughs> yeah. so it was <laughs> And I just, I went from, you know, doing whatever I wanted for a year to working 80 to 100 hours a week. But yeah, I would, and that's, you know, twice as much as I was working before, but I loved it all. Really. I was like, man, this is great. I'm getting to be around it, learning all these new things and, uh, cool people probably too, right? Yeah. Lots of of cool people. Um, and then, uh, she ended up getting a job out here in Phoenix and this is after about four months or so. Uh, summer of 2016 and then um we're just i was like oh yeah let's go for it why not i mean i'm used to traveling i'd i'd been through phoenix briefly um on our way back we did a little west coast trip and saw saw a cousin of hers who was in phoenix and uh but that was my only real experience and i didn't really spend any time here and uh came out here and you know was in october 2016 and um, she started work right away and i just started reaching out to all the breweries in the area yeah just any way i could and you know i don't have much beer experience um you know i've got bartending experience but um you know home brewing but i want to my i guess what i really bring to you is my sales experience and also i you know i've worked i'm a hard worker everybody says they're a hard worker but you know i do have a lot of professional experience you know and so anyways i um was fortunate enough brian helton was uh you know, he was only open about six months at that point. He okay. was l- lurk- looking to, uh, you know, get his outside sales going, you know, selling kegs to bars and restaurants. And uh, so he's like, you know, I'm looking for somebody to do that like a day a week. And so that was kind of my in there. And then I started working at, at Santan right at the same time in their production facility. Okay. So I got nice. to learn a lot on that end, which was nice. Um, and at the same time, we, we bought a house like a month after we moved here and, uh, I started really getting into learning everything about like house renovations and uh-huh. never really considered my, like never tried to be that handy. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up with a workshop and my dad was pretty handy, but 
I didn't care too much about it, I guess, at the time. But um, so it was a lot of new things that it, it kind of go hand in hand, particularly now as we're opening a brewery. Uh, but yeah, so I started working with Helton Sales, and that took on and bartending for him as well. But and then that started becoming more and more of my time, and so I left uh, Santan. Uh, and then shortly after that, met Marshall. Um, this guy came in like lady in yeah. red. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, yeah. And so that's when I started getting into the back of the house and uh, doing Sellerman work and was working, yeah, just hand in hand with Marshall. Um, and yeah, he taught me a ton. I mean, Brian and Rob certainly as well, of course. Um, but yeah, Marshall and I working together every day. Yeah. In the small cooler. That's another yeah, right. another cramped space. That yeah, we, yeah. We'd both oh, be man. working in the serving cooler. Yeah, yeah we're like both. You're you're on the brewing side. You're on the sales side or the serving side at that yeah, point. He'd, he'd yeah, he'd be like taking off stuff to to take to accounts. And okay, I'd be trying to clean one of the serving vessels and we're tripping over each other. Yeah, I don't know if you've been in in the Helton serving room. The one right on the other side of the taps. Yeah, where all yeah. the Super, those yeah, eight serving tanks are. Where it's like freezing and awesome. Like in that <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the it's like the man behind the curtain kind of thing. Because yeah, yeah. Brian's so proud to show that off too. Yeah, it's cool. It's yeah, cool it's room. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a cool room. But barely one person can fit in there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're obviously you can't see us, but uh Marshall and I are are not small. <laughs> so <laughs> But that's cool though. I like what a great um what a great team to to kind of show you the ropes on Arizona beer, though, right? You got oh, yeah. Marshall, Brian, Rob. Like the, the, the I, Brian Helton's one of my favorites, man. Like he's just so helpful and open to people of just like, you know, how to like not just how to do it, but how to really do it. Like do right. it the right way, right? And not not downplaying anybody else, but the fact you know Brian's lab and his like his focus on like the quality of stuff is that's some good people to learn from yeah it's, yeah. Really, it's important i mean I, I say it a lot but i wouldn't be the brewer i am today had i not worked for brian yeah so we learned a lot and I you saw from him. brian also from transition to brian no beard to brian all beard. all of the hair yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I i mean i'm sure people that listen to hopefully there's some people out there that listen to every episode but i've tell the brian helton story all the time where when we first met him my wife was my wife always liked him she's got a she's a quick judge of people right she's either like that dude's shady or that dude's awesome so right away she's like i like that guy he's a good guy so then um i don't know six months later i said something about brian helton and showed her a picture she's like that's not brian helton like, that's brian helton like that is brian helton so now i and brian if you're listening i'm sorry i hope i'm not throwing you under the bus but people that didn't know brian back then I'll show them pictures of him back then. Yeah. I'm like, you know Brian has this, you know, the wild hair and the big beard. I'm like, this is the Brian Helton I met. And show him a yeah. picture. That's like, the Brian no. I started working for. Yeah. 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 Same I, dude, though. Same dude. Just I remember awesome uh, he grew his beard out a little bit. And he was, we were outside. He was playing with it. He's like, I think I found my new addiction. Yeah. <laughs> I remember him, like, very clearly in the sparkle in his eye when he said that. Like, yeah. So how did the you know what I think can I get another chalice of yeah, beer? Yeah, I think we all need What's a schooner. Refill? Schooner is it a schooner. chalice or a schooner? It's a schooner. Okay, we do have to talk about these glasses because these are pretty badass. You want to I mean, it a chalice? You could call it your chalice. Yeah. The official name is well, Libby. The official name from Libby is schooner. Schooner. Okay. Not right. the same thing. Um, I'm gonna do the. Uh, what was the other one that you had from? Um, you had the hazy from front uh, porch. porch. Yeah. So shout out to front yeah, porch. So the idea to open up this specific location where did that come from trial and error 
really. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we looked all over. Well, I, mean, I guess so, backtrack a minute. Like, what, what what was the the seed of like, hey, let's because it was Borderlands saying, hey, let's expand, or was it you guys saying, let's? How did that so start? So Mike Malazzi and I came up with the idea years ago, and we we tossed it around a lot. It it went through a lot of different like changes what it was going to be, how big it was going to be, with or without food. Brewing on site was the only thing we really knew about. Yeah. When I worked at Dubina, we upgraded from the three-barrel system to the old Wilderness seven-barrel system. Okay. And I bought the old three-barrel system, so I was going to use that in whatever space we landed in. You know, okay. was, The original idea was something small with some sort of food, because Borderlands always said, you know, we should have done food. Ah. Uh, um, but it... We didn't know. We didn't do. We didn't know food. Sure, so that was kind of a scary aspect. Yeah. So we looked at different parts of town that uh, you know beer was doing well in. Wherever there was an available building that had a kitchen, we would, we wanted to just adapt a building. In town meaning up here in Phoenix. In Phoenix to yeah. expand out of because I wasn't I wasn't yeah. going to move back down to Tucson to open another one. So yeah, the idea was to get it into two cities. You know. So we we looked at a lot of old restaurants. We looked at some spaces we could have converted. The idea of doing a total build out was never on the plate. Yeah. You know, we, we at one point we even talked to a developer though who wanted to to build it from the ground up yeah. on a on a lot off of 7th Street. So like just a piece of land. It was just, yeah. just ah. there was an old building that was going to be leveled and he was Interesting. So that, you know, that might have been cool. I'm glad it didn't happen. And then you know, Matt Matt came into the picture and things solidified a little bit more. We decided none of us have ever done food so we're going to drop that aspect of it completely probably very smart right keep it to something small (laughs) work off this pilot system and and the plan was then to open multiple you know so we we looked around at some spaces downtown we looked at the building that state 48 took the wellnick marketplace we looked at that about a year before they took it it's too big it was going to be too expensive for what we wanted downtown the price per square foot was too much. It was too high. Downtown Chandler was too far. Prices uh-huh. were too high. And it started getting saturated. Everywhere was starting to get saturated. Shit was just popping up everywhere. Right. Yeah. So yeah. We, we talked to, we started looking at North Valley because we talked to Crescent Crown, the distributor, about where, where the craft beer was selling. Phoenix downtown, number one. Downtown Chandler, number two. A close tie for second was North Valley Phoenix. Interesting, yeah. But, but there was nothing up here. Yeah. And the price per square foot is a third of what of what we uh, saw. So yeah. we started looking at buildings here. We got a guy. That was, that was very kind of this we guy. We need this. This is We've been waiting <laughs> on this delivery. Yeah, so. we're really happy Excellent. it's here. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks man. What is that? It's the rest of the foam insulation for the glycol lines. Ah, very cool. But not very sexy, but necessary, right? <laughs> <laughs> you might well, not think it's sexy. I know, but yeah, it's true. It's just, <laughs> it is black, so it's slimming. Ah, yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> very true. Yeah. So North Valley, like North, North Phoenix. So uh, we looked at some yeah. buildings up here. Which is why originally we were looking at a space about 3,500 to 4,000 square feet. We thought that's all we could afford. We ended up landing in this space, which is 7,000 square feet. Combi- like the whole, the whole thing is 7,000. The whole yeah. space. Because of the price. Like we could, yeah. for less than what we would have paid for, the same, for a 3,500 square foot space downtown, we could get this space. Sure. So we looked at this one. There was some problems, so we looked elsewhere. It, uh, 
we looked down the street at a brand new building. Okay. Things were looking really good there, but then after we were about to sign on it, they came back and said we need a million dollar backer. That's <laughs> simple. Come on, Marshall. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Oh, here you go. I don't even know what that means, but like, it's sorry, we're, we're out of million dollar backers. <laughs> Fresh out yesterday. Yeah. yeah. We expect them and more I don't next know where week, they, but... they came out with that exact number. Yeah. They needed a, somebody with a net worth of a million dollars to back it. Was like, it, why did you bother talking to us yeah, for this long? Was it was it uh, by the F- FBI building? Yeah, dude, I always that so, brand new building right there. Yeah, so like still just empty, south of still it, still empty. Yeah. So I always thought about that as a because um, I used to drive by that every day when I was at my corporate job that I hated. <laughs> <You know? laughs> every day I would drive by that, and I always looked over there. I'm thinking, dude, a brew would be perfect in there. And I feel like if if I were on the same page, is it the most south unit? In that, it's a kind of a corner. Is it a corner? We were on the edge. Yeah, yeah. That, that corner yep. with the windows on the corner. Yeah. I thought about that. And I even told my wife, like, oh, man. I said, I'm going to do, I'm going to start a brewery. You know, I've never made a beer in my life. I'm going to start a brewery. I think we've all said that at one yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start a brewery, and I'm going to call it The Dump because The Dump's right across the street. Yeah. And I'm going to serve beer in garbage cans, which is <laughs> ironic because that's the complete opposite of what you guys are doing. <laughs> She's like, that's a dumb idea. Nobody will drink. I'm like, ah, that's a good point. Yeah. Oscar so, the Grouch, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I think it'd be cool. Metal garbage cans. I'd try it. Yeah, right? One time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, bounce back and forth between this place yeah, and that so place. This, and then that place fell through. We looked at another building further west off of Deer Valley. All kind of in the industrial strip. Okay. And this one was brand new as well. It already had like a spec suite built into the front with a restroom, an easy spot to add a second one, a separate little conference room that we could have turned into something really neat. Yeah. It would have worked really well. And then uh, same issue. They they wanted some sort of um, backer for the bigger than what we had yeah. for the lease. Interesting. So we came back to this one, and the reason we shied away from it the first time was that it didn't have sprinklers in it. It didn't have a sprinkler uh, system. Okay. So the new buildings had it. This is this building was put up in like the late seventies or early eighties. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of the tenants in here have just been grandfathered in. Because they don't change the occupancy type. Uh, so us gotcha. coming in to change the occupancy type would require us to make a lot of upgrades to the building. Yeah. Luckily, the landlord, well, the property manager was willing to work with us. The, he's set up a conference call with the people who own the building, this sweet little old couple out of Colorado. Yeah. And we got on the phone with the, this little old lady, and she's asking us questions, and she really wants to make the complex something other than automotive because it's been for so long. Yeah. So she's willing to, to work with us. And she says, look, uh, my husband drinks about one beer a year, and I, and I drink half that. So I don't really know what you guys are doing for business. Yeah. Could, explain it to me. You yeah. Know? So we had a good talk with her. and yeah, fix this table. Just level it out. Well, I just got to turn the screws on the bottom. We can talk about that later. Simple machine number six. Yeah. <laughs> so she was willing to work with us. Uh, we got in the space. They gave us some TI money to, to do upgrades like that, which was good. We didn't we didn't budget for it. Uh, we've definitely had our issues. Yeah. But we're we loved it when we first saw it. It looked a lot different then. It had offices where we're sitting now that we completely gutted out. Uh, we, and we love it now. I mean, it's it's yeah. a great space. We're really happy. It's kind of cool because I've been here a couple times. I think it's like my third time from 
like I, it's it's kind of ridiculous that I'm not here more. I mean, you guys probably are okay with me not being here more, but I'm <laughs> who's like, going to drink all our beer? <laughs> exactly. I'll be here. I'll be here more often. <laughs> Ten minutes up the road, but the three times I've been here, it's been like almost like at the at the blank slate to like middle point to now. Like where I'm seeing it, I'm like, dude, this this place looks awesome, man. The way you guys, I mean, the space itself or the, the location is great because. I mean, we were talking about earlier the traffic on this road on Deer Valley Road, right, literally right across from the entrance of the Deer Valley Airport. Um, it's a perfect spot, man. And Thank you me. got this open space, like so. Everything, even even though at this point, and I think you said that there's plans in the future, maybe to do patio or something out there. Right here, yeah. Even though that's not there yet, this whole thing like keeps us. It's, there's so much natural light that comes in here, and I think it, it creates a vibe that is um, it's it's hard to get right. Like you yeah, said, in, right. in, a, in a, especially in a, in a strip mall type of area, right? And it's yeah. northeast facing, so we don't have to worry about the direct sun ever. Yeah, that's nice. true. Yeah, that is true. Man, this was all thought out, wasn't it? <laughs> We're gonna make these people tell us they need a million dollar. We need a million dollar backer, <laughs> and it's gonna all fall into place. Uh, but also the the part of you know. It's it's funny you said that Borderlands was like ah man we uh, why didn't we ever add food I've I I don't think I've ever heard that most places are like god damn it why did we start having food <laughs> you right. know uh, but you guys have an amazing Mexican place is it right two two doors down right, right? yeah uh, Armando's so, habanero fresh. habanero yeah, yeah yeah and they're the first time I went in there I I just mentioned I was we were the guys taking over the suite at the end. And they were like, you're with the brewery? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. And immediately we became friends. I think we exchanged numbers the first day, me, me and the owner over there. And he's so excited that, yeah. that we're coming and they're going to they're gonna run food over for us. We're going to put their menus out. And that immediately took care of our worry. Like, we could food truck if it's a huge event. Yeah. But he's willing to stay open late on, on Friday and Saturday nights when we're, when we're busy. Um, it's gonna it's gonna work out real well. That's Couldn't huge, have asked man. for a better better partner there because his food's good too. Yeah, and he mixes in uh, Korean style. Food. Does he so really? He's a Korean oh, guy, the guy who no owns Habanero Fresh. I did not know that. So his his Mexican grill is great. But yeah. For all the flight students across the street, he started adding in Korean dishes. Yeah. So we have a good mix of food. They're also delicious. Really good. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Because I mean, you guys can really just have. Will you guys have it? Um, and sorry if I'm getting too deep in this, but will you guys be able to? Like, if I'm sitting at the table, I can order from you guys, or do I have to go over there and order? How, how do you guys have that set up? We'll, we'll just call right yeah. now. Um, we don't have anything set up like POS or anything like right. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've talked about it. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get to it. But um, if someone's too lazy, and that's me, right? To like, I fucking call well, over there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, because he will run it. it over. He'll, yeah. he'll, he'll bring it over. He said he's going to staff extra people on busy nights Man, and we'll kind of communicate great. our promotion schedules. And yeah, we could just get a string and a cup. Right, that would work. <laughs> that is like some Morse code. Ding 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 yeah. ding ding ding. Oh, a bell. There okay, they want spread the, the word. Yeah, I'm telegraphs everywhere. I think you guys can pull that off. Uh, so when you when you so when you decide, okay, well, this is a place we're do, we're gonna go with. Um, you and I were talking. Uh, we're, we're, the three of us were talking earlier about um, when Brian Helton. The first time I went to his brewery and like seeing the massive space. But not even a you know small percentage filled up. But then to Brian saying, "Dude, I've got this thing basically planned out for whatever twenty years." Right. That's kind of the the approach you guys took once you had this huge location, right? Sure. I mean, 
again, learned a lot working for Brian. Yeah. If we would have opened this, you know, four or five years ago when, when I first started talking about it, I actually just found my original business plan. It was written at the end of 2014. If it would have opened then, we wouldn't have been successful, you know. You learn a lot over the years, and Brian, Brian really instilled the idea of growing into a space. Yeah. And now he's doing it. Like, yeah. He's got everything he needs to, like, he just added a canning line. Yeah. Where he said he was going to add a canning line. So yeah. we, we had the same approach. We wanted a, a cool tap room. We wanted to map out for a larger system, a larger tank farm, uh, a separate mill room had to be there. We've got, we already pre-did the coating on the floor for when we expand our walk-in cooler. Yeah. We had the plumber, you know, put the pipes at uh, 12 feet up so that we can go taller with our cooler because we, we plan on adding serving tanks. We put a trench drain in the cooler. Most people just put a pot. Okay. But we're, we put a trench because we plan on adding adding tanks into it at, at one uh, point. Uh. We even cut in a, a separate drain third in line. So if we need to add another trench run, because right now we've got the two 40-foot trench runs, but if we need to tie in another one, we've already got the drainage for it. So yeah. it won't be invasive when we when we need to add it. So yeah. That, that kind of planning is... I mean, we drew it all out and then... It's it's tough to say keep it in budget yeah. when you want to do all these yeah. things, <laughs> yeah. but you have to say what what improvements can we make right now that are going to benefit us later. Yeah, and I think we did a, a pretty good mix of uh, building, setting ourselves up to build in the future, but also being able to execute what you guys want to execute at this moment as well. Yeah, that there there's that. Yeah. Uh, so the original plan was. Um, sorry, did I interrupt it? Were mm-hmm. you going to okay? Um, the original plan was Borderlands. It was a Borderlands public house. Right. right. That was the original goal coming into this. Yeah. It was a goal. And it was when we when we set up the building, when we took it over up until just a few months ago. When it we looked at doing all this expansion and sure we're we're starting with that three barrel system that I bought from Dubina, but we're going into ten barrel tanks right away because we know we're gonna upgrade the brew system and yeah we, you know we already have the the plumbing and the gas and the electrical setup for when we do this is going to grow this this building's going to grow our brew yeah. system's going to upgrade we're going to add more tanks and it became clear pretty quickly that this could potentially start to compete with borderlands flagship beers if we're putting out uh, borderlands beers uh, in and in a large quantity because beyond, beyond what would sell in a tap room and your goal, but your goal, I think you told me earlier, was your goal was to um, do some of the Borderlands, you know, the the Tool Avenue or flagships or things like that, but also do beers that are exclusive to this location. Exactly. Yeah. So we were going to yeah. put on all of their beers. Yeah. And have our own, but the the production capacity in a building of what we wanted to do could supersede. Like we could we could do more damage to Borderlands brand itself if we uh, if we grew to where we want it to go. Sure, we, you know we've got pretty big visions of the the beer we want to make and where we want to take it, and we don't look at doing a lot of distribution, but we do want to sell a lot of stuff in house, and we don't want it to interfere with brands. We don't want to pull sales from from Borderlands as a Borderlands brand. So yeah, it just made sense for us to to separate, and it it was easy to do. Yeah. Everyone agreed. I mean, there was no hard feelings at all. So. Yeah. So it was, it, I don't know, maybe this is just my vision. I might be off base here, but it's almost like you guys were on like, you know, boat with like 20 other people. And then you're like, 
Later, dudes. Jump in the water. <laughs> like, good luck, guys. Yeah. Here's a life vest. Yeah. <laughs> and then here you guys are just floating. Right. In a, but with, with a, a sea of possibilities in front of you. That whole analogy just came together really well for me. I just mm-hmm. want you guys mm-hmm. to know that. So yeah, That was, that was rehearsed. <laughs> one, of the, one of the better analogies I've heard today. <laughs> today. That's awesome. So then you guys are like, all right, man, we're doing this. Like, we're, we're going to do this on, on our own. Yeah. Yeah. And we were ready. I mean, we were already set up as a separate company, so okay. it's just a matter of putting a DBA in and uh, a, a, a somewhat difficult phone call with the guys at, at Borderlands and yeah. guys and gals. But they they get it. You know, they, they understood. They're happy for us. We still love the brand down there. Yeah. Uh, we just did a, a collaboration beer with them last week. Nice. So we're going to have that. We're going to have that at, when we do the grand opening, and we're going to have... Uh, we're going to feature a couple of their other beers as well, just nice. to drive the point home that, that there's no hard feelings. Yeah, that's cool. And we'll man. keep working with each other in the future too. But. Yeah, and I'm I'm so happy that we're doing our own brand. Oh just, yeah, we couldn't just, be more happy. I don't think it's there aren't any. It's this is this is ours. It's not like oh you're part of something else, or whatever. This we we own the entire brand. You know this yeah. is, this is. It's ours to succeed. It's ours to fail. So sure. it's hopefully succeeding, of course. But uh, yeah, it's just it feels it feels right, and uh, yeah, I'm glad. I mean, it was it was definitely going to be great if we could have made it work with Borderlands, but you know things change, and I'm just glad we got that all figured out before um, we got open. So right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if yeah. we just stayed with that smaller concept, you know, it could have worked out great. Yeah, you know, on a three yeah. barrel system, you could sell it all in house and and be the Borderlands expansion. Uh, but we wanted more. Yeah. So. Agree. Well, it's almost like you guys <laughs> simplified, right? I was waiting to. I didn't even hear anything you guys said the last two minutes. I was just like, <laughs> wait for your opportunity to say it. <laughs> nah. uh, but no, really, it does. I mean, because, you know, it's the whole too many chefs in the kitchen type thing, right? Like, and, and not saying that those guys would have been on. It's just those different levels of, of approval and different levels of, of right. thoughts and, you know, seven ideas or however many it would be compared to, you know, two or three people putting, you know, so I think that's cool. Simplifies it. And, and, uh, now you guys floating in the ocean. Eric making a full circle. (laughs) Yeah. I'm on it today. I don't know what it was. I think it's the, the two schooners of beers that I've had so far. Luckily I'm a $6 and 37 cent, um, Uber ride away. So, (laughs) so, all right, you don't have a um, specifics on the grand opening, but it's it's coming coming pretty soon. Um, Soft opening's coming even sooner than that. Yeah, nice, nice. And there's a few really cool things. Well, one of the first cool things that you showed me was well, first of all, like the the focus of Simple Machine is um, really highlighting the experience of having a beer, right? Like of having a high quality, top level beer, and that includes. These glasses we got right here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you took me through the run through. There's going to be eight different glasses to start. Is it eight? Uh, eight plus the water glass. Plus the water glass, and does that include the schooner? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. The water glass. I like the water. <laughs> yeah. So so why? Like why? You know, because some places only serve their beer, no matter what it is, in the water glass, right? <laughs> yeah. The, t- the 16 ounce tumbler, right? right. Just yeah. You guys decided to up a little bit and get proper glassware. Well, prop, proper-ish. Pro- proper-ish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, you know, every, every set of glassware that you bring in comes with a price. And it was tempting to use tumblers 
because they're the cheapest. Yeah. By far. Yeah. And if you break them, who cares? I got 15,000 more in the back. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got 15,000 more at the cost of, you know, a hundred of a yeah. different glass that I could have used. Sure. So, um, we, we made the decision that originally we were going to start with four styles of glasses and try to grow from there. But we went to the the Libby showroom to look at glassware and Sucked see. In. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, we almost started no, I mean, making. We love glassware. <laughs> yeah, we almost started making margaritas. You know, we, we just loved all the glassware in that building. Yeah. Bigger than your face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we we went to look at the four glasses we had picked out, and we found some other ones we liked, and and we expanded the line. We've always wanted to to be able to serve in, in more proper glassware for the beer. Um, and I think we've, we've, with the nine glasses we'll use total, I think we've covered all the bases, at least to a good point of starting. Sure, uh, yeah. But we'll, you know, hopefully be able to add to it as we as we grow and as the the business grows. It's a goal of ours to put a beer in a, in a proper glass in kind of a traditional way of doing it. Yeah. And uh, that way, if we know... This is something I nerd out really hard on. Um, I'm going to brew beer and then sit down and pick which glass it's best out of. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say that this beer is only served in this. Like, yeah. um, you know, a lot of the German and, and European and brewers will, will do that. And then if the bar wants it, they have to bring that glass in. Oh, really? Oh, you know what? I heard there was a, like there's a place in Colorado that, that does that where they have their own Super cool. glass. I feel like I don't, I don't think it's beer stop, but they, if you're on tap somewhere else, like if the, their rep goes and you have to put it in this glass, here's how you have to pour it, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing that." I go, right. "Then our beer's not here." Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. and yeah. you know, we're not we're not going to look at doing that to the places that because we're not doing a lot of distribution, but sure. we'll okay. throw some kegs out to you know when we can. Yeah. Um, but we won't make them use our glass. <laughs> it's, just, a little, it's a little far, but it is. Uh, yeah. But maybe can, one day when we take over the beer world, oh, right, for right. sure. Yeah. yeah, we can really up on your up on your corner office, peering <laughs> down on people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's going to be beer on tap in that office. Yeah. Drink, drink <laughs> it only out of that glass. Yes, right. smack it out of taste how it was intended to be tasted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, I get to brew. I get to brew beer to to fit a specific glass, and knowing. Yeah. Uh, knowing that it, it's going to be in that glass, you can really pick apart what makes a beer good in what ways yeah. based on the glassware that, that we're going to be serving it in. So that's part of the part of the experience we want to promote. Highlights the complexity of it, right? And sure. In contrast to the simplicity of it's just beer mm-hmm. to like, you know, no, you know it's, it is more complicated than that. And like I've had people, um, uh, my buddy Chris, you know, I have him drink an IPA out of that. Uh, what is that? called the the Spiegelau the Spiegelau yeah Spiegelau. so that, that is up on a pedestal IPA glass. So there's like a light shining on it here right it's yeah. like oh. one day one day we'll have the but I have him taste it out I'm like he's like dude there's a difference I'm like I told you like, it's totally it, different beer it is yeah. it definitely is um, so that's really cool that you guys are highlighting that that like how to experience make it into an experience right For like sure. a, a much broader experience uh, the inside of this place is great though too and and uh uh, Matt, you were talking about the um, the furniture that you guys have. I love it. Yeah, we spent uh, a lot of time. Um, my uh, good friend and, and neighbor, Anthony Folletti. Uh, Shout young, out, young sh- Tony. Young Tony. Is he the one that has the Simple Machine logo as his Facebook? No, that's Frank. 
I, I uh, always see him in suggestive friends. I'm like, man, I don't, my wife would be like, who is that? Like, you know, oh, yeah, this guy's my friend. Have you met him in person? No, God, why are you doing that, Eric? That was just a dialogue. <laughs> Frank's a good myself. dude. He's helped us out with a lot, too. But, uh, but uh, most of the, um, most anything that I've learned when it comes to building stuff is uh, thanks to him. But, uh, yeah, so he's a big-time amateur welder. He's got three different welders. Uh, but, yeah, so he he made, well, well, I assisted, which just means grinding. He made uh, all the table bases, so this three-by-three three tube steel that's holding up this table here. He made those. He made all the, all the bases for the long tables. Um, he was the inspiration, or the design I had between the long tables using the plywood, the end grain, which is like a super trendy thing now, apparently. Uh, doing the resin for all the tabletops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's, it's, and I think it's, it's come out pretty nice. I think, you know, it's, it, you guys aren't sitting here, you're just listening to us, but, uh, it's really just uh, a lot of uh, metal and wood, which I guess kind of sounds cliche, but, um, I think we did a good we job. We did a good really job mirroring it, it, I think. Yeah. Nice. I think so too. Yeah. It's different than, um, than what you may, may be I'm, imagining. I don't feel like we, at least not intentionally, stole design ideas from any other tap room I've ever been in. It's very unique. Very, very unique, and it all kind of pieces together well. I mean, you got the the dark blue on the walls. I think, right? I'm kind of colorblind. Yeah, it's so. naval. Yeah. It's the uh, the 2020 color of the year. So. Oh, for sure, when Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. They know. They know their yeah. shit. Not navy, naval. naval. Oh, naval. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. And we used the complementary color, icicle. Ah, uh-huh. very smart. Very Thank smart. You, Sherman that was, Williams. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was part of the, the original business plan, right? I want navel. Navel on the wall. Icicle, icicle complimenting it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but just the way everything, everything just kind of comes together great. Like the lights you guys have, like you, you, the, I never think about lights, but you were talking about the way you guys, like you worked with your, uh, would it be a contractor, whoever you worked with, like really set you guys up with some badass lights in here. Yeah. Yeah. The architect, um, we kind of just told them what we wanted and, and how, what level of control we wanted. And they, they came up with a design idea for them. And it ended up coming out really nice. I mean, it all pieced together. And it's, they're all dimmable uh, in different zones. And we can, especially when the, the sunset is coming through the window, we have a lot of control oh, for the lighting yeah. in the building. We've been playing with it every night now. Dude, you guys probably get amazing sunsets here. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm directly, like, my house is, like, probably directly that way. And so the sun setting over there, it's just like, like holy half, shit. Half the tap room here can, <laughs> can see it. So Yeah. Nah, this is this is great, man. And uh, the lights are, I, I would say they're, like, kind of a mix. It, it, it captures the essence, I think, of what you guys are, of that that classic mixed with, like, the innovative aspect of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm really going out on a limb on that. I like the way I like the way you're describing it. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's got that old school style, but it's got it's got some modernness to it. Man, I need to start a fashion blog or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but the, the uh, is that is that considered is that subway tile? We can yeah. we can pause real okay. quick. Yeah, you got that? Yeah. So love it. Love the just the layout of everything. The in the the little cage esque stuff on the bar. Yes. What is that? I love that. Like that's cool. So uh, that was uh, our architect. You know, one of the design features they had this, yeah, this kind of uh, th- that's wire mesh with a half inch angle around it. Okay. Um, and so, and you know, the architect puts all these 
like lists the providers and stuff where you source the things. So I went to look up where those were from and uh, I got a quote for it. And it was like $9,000 to do all those. I'm like, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, um, so we've got neighbors, literally we can see them if we step out our, our back door, uh, Rusted Bull. Okay. They do a ton, like really awesome metal work, like a lot of exterior metal stuff, rusted metal kind of thing. Obviously, it's in their name. Yeah. Um, and they came over a few months ago to introduce themselves. They brought us this really cool, uh, uh, it's a cutout of the state with like the flag in the middle made oh, out of nice. metal, yeah. like, qu- quarter inch uh, metal. Really cool. Just as like your business card to say welcome and everything. Super nice guys. Yeah. And so we were trying to figure out the bar top and, uh, you know, I was looking around online. Um, different pricing, uh, metal, do whatever we would do. And Marshall and I were like, well, let's go over there and talk to them. So we went over there and they're like, oh, yeah, we could we could do a metal top for you. And then I asked them about doing, because I was looking at doing the, the wire mesh with the angle with, with Anthony, but I'd already given him enough enough projects to do. Yeah. And he's he's <laughs> yeah. been incredible with it. Um, and they're like, yeah, we could do that as well. And they gave us, I mean, I feel like it was a real, deal. great deal yeah. for us. Yeah. Also, just so much we have on our plate. Like, we never would have gotten this done as well. Uh, so, the, of course, they did that at a, a tiny fraction of what uh, was quoted in the designs, which is just ridiculous. But, yeah, yeah, those are, those are look really cool. It pr- protects the wood. with that. That's just pallet wood that ah. we, I don't know how many pallets we ripped apart, but we just planed them and stained them and sealed them. And it looks it looks like a million bucks, but it was it, does. Yeah, it took some time. But I mean that that wood was obviously free. So yeah, you know, trying to you know as much as we can be uh, sustainable and reusable, you know, we will be. I yeah. mean, obviously, beer uses a lot of water. I mean, we live in the desert, but uh, you know, other ways we can. Like for instance, these tables, um, the table that we're sitting on, these are two by tens that we took out of the ceiling in the office. And that was sweet too. Now it's all one sweet, but we took these all out of the office. They were 16 foot long, uh, two by tens. And it was some pretty good wood. It's like, um, yeah, this building was, yeah, from the late seventies, early eighties. So it's pretty old wood, Solid. really yeah. nice. I'm not sure what exactly what kind of wood it is. I think there may, there were a few different ones, but yeah, we just planed it down and, and sanded it and, uh, you know, put them together under these tables and it looks the, the color of the stain. if you're wondering is golden oak. Uh, all right really, you guys really are nice. really nailing these colors like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah just <laughs> you know we spent some put these together and then uh you know sealed them with the resin and yeah i think they're they, great I tables they man. Great. Yeah. we built 12 12 total yeah built 12 of them so, so you got 12 uh well you 12 got high tops and then three benches and matted like 90 percent of all the woodwork the so. three benches uh, as far as oh the the longer sorry, tables the tables yeah yeah, yeah. That, no, I, I love it. I love the mix of, you know, you've got some high top four seater type of tables. You got some round ones for like two. Who was that? Come on, guys. Be professional. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a good mix. It's a good mix, right? You got – because I like the fact – I like breweries in the sense of, you know, you've got the long tables. So you're sitting with people that you don't really know. But also – I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'm just not really down to be social. <laughs> you <Right>. know, <laughs> I want to sit at a two top, you know, or at the bar by myself, and you know what I mean. Like I don't say at the bar by myself, but you know what I mean. There's a mix of different seating arrangements in right. this place, um, and then you can even go not at this point, but by soon you guys will you'll be able to kind of go into the brewery area a little bit. Mm-hmm. It'll be blocked off. People aren't going to be able to go in and hit valves and shit like that, you know. But you get 
that feeling of being in the production area. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, we've got these two 10 by 10 roll-up doors, glass roll-up doors. So you can see right into the back. See, really at the entire back yeah. Yeah. of the brewery with, through those, which is really nice. As soon as you walk in the door. Uh, and those are actually, those, uh, those doors are uh, done by the same guys who did uh, Cliff King, Kingsbury's uh, uh, garage doors. So, really? You know, <laughs> oh, it's, we're, bas- we're yeah. basically part of the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, you know? guys are assistant coaches yeah. of the Cardinals. I'm not yeah. saying they endorse us, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. basically. Uh, That's pretty awesome, though. Well, in, in you, then you've got the, um, the white tile, like the white, I don't know how to say subway tile. But yeah, it's, it's not. Is well, it yeah, subway? Yeah, just, just beveled. Beveled. Just beveled, beveled, okay. beveled subway tile. Yeah. Um, I love it, man. It gives that contrast of like the navel blue. Navel yeah, blue at nav- the top navel, to the navel. white. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm learning. Yeah, I'm learning. And the, uh, the grout color is uh, DeLorean gray. Ah, I knew it. I knew, yeah. I knew it was DeLorean. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking Acura, uh, Mitsubishi. No, it's, uh, it's DeLorean. Definitely DeLorean. <laughs> DeLorean, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also... What we're seeing here now are the glasses, right? So we're going to probably wrap up with the beer itself, but the glasses have been chosen very deliberately by you guys uh, to do the eight different or nine different glasses, including the water glass. What, what is, what the hell, Marshall? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it goes back to, you know, being nerdy about making a beer to be in a specific glass, but we kind of wanted to, I don't want to say like be leaders in it because a lot of people care about it, but we definitely wanted to make it a point to have a variety of glassware for different styles of beer. Sure. And while we, you know, we planned on four, using four different styles at first, um, after, after seeing some additional ones, we're like, well, we could add this and we could add this. And now we've got it to where, you know, we'd still like to, to grow the lineup, but for a starting lineup, I, I don't know many places that have opened with this di- many different styles. Sure. So yeah. for everything from, you know, the, the regular taster, which you see in a lot of places. Yep. Uh, it's a five-ounce glass. Pour size is really important to us as well. Yeah. Um, but it's a five-ounce glass, so with, with head, you're serving about four ounces for a, for a sample. Our flights are going to have four in there, so you're getting a, a full pint on your flight, just different styles. That was important. Um the regular tumbles were tumblers were only putting water in, which yeah. is you know really what they should be for. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bloody Mary's. It's, it's just nicer than plastic. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. but about the same cost. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you are drinking out of a twenty-one ounce schooner, which is. It looks great. You it's look beautiful. great. You great, look great holding Dude, it. Dude, I feel like a badass man. Like I feel like I could just like send him to the lions, you know, kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> so that's that's thumbs down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's definitely going to be the the biggest glass in the lineup. Um, but we're reserving it for our like our mug club members that uh, we're going to we're going to get that started. We're going to launch it with grand opening and maybe do a deal. Or when you, uh, you know, for sign up on on the opening weekend. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Nice, nice. Um, but we're, you know, we went with that glass over a, a traditional like big twenty five ounce mug. Um, not, we wanted it to be a higher volume than the regular servings, um, but we we definitely thought that the schooner glass not only 
looks more impressive. It's fun to hold, but it does more for the beer because of the shape of the bowl. Mm. Why? Like what? So it's got the the rounded bowl on the inside. So yeah. Your beer that you're drinking right now is lacing really nicely, and that's just going to add to the aroma. So every time you take a drink out of that, um, that it's it's a wider mouth than the, than the standard mug that you had before. So okay. There's, there's going to be a better chance that you're smelling it. Seventy percent of taste is smell, yeah. and it's uh, you're just going to aerate the beer a little bit more. So nice. The only downside is they're they're a little thick. The glass is a little thick, and, yeah. and glass will wick temperature out of beer very quickly. Okay. But I don't think, oh, will it, it really? I don't think wow. it's going to stop anybody. Interesting. You just got to drink that beer faster. I know. Another one. I know. It's been no problem for me today <laughs> right. so far. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're cool glasses, and, and uh, you know, they'll be mug club only uh, until we, you know, we might switch to a, to a, like a specialized mug club glass at some point. But okay. for, for now, that's going to be the one we're rolling with. I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, I'm drinking out of a, just a, it's called Munique. Uh, Libby Glassware makes them. They're pretty common. Most people would think it's just a tall flute, or a, I'm sorry, a, a, like a tall tulip. It's a 16-ounce glass okay. filled to the brim with a proper pour. We're going to serve about 14 ounces in it, so we're going to reserve it for uh, some of our saisons and sours. Um, just to, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good pour size, but it's got a good presentation, and the shape of this glass works better for, for that style of beer, based on a lot of the same reasons that the bowl is better. It's just going to open the beer up a little bit more and uh, it's a little bit thinner glass so uh, but they're fun too they look nice and it's a good presentation they do well in and uh the other one that you oh sorry no go ahead continue you're going down the line i see your system so what is next <laughs> what is next marshall uh the next one we're doing is the it's a 20 ounce nonic okay or people would describe it as an english pub glass they make them in 16 ounce as well i've seen a lot of places use those i like them a lot they're, they're cool glasses we went with the 20 ounce over the 16 for proper pour. Okay. So we, you know, a proper pour is going to have a, a pretty thick head on it. So once that settles, you're still getting served a proper pint. Okay. So we're going to use that beer for, or that, that glass, I'm sorry, for our browns, ambers, and both our nitros, both nice. our nitro handles. So you're going to have two nitro handles. Yeah. That's yeah. a little sneak peek into what's on, what's going to be the beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And we're, uh, we're definitely doing it right. And that's another thing I have to, to thank Brian Helton for. Uh, is we just to to side note a little bit we uh, went the you know decided uh, a place we wanted to invest a little money was to set up two seller stream uh, two seller streams for our two separate handles so we're definitely pouring nitro the, the proper way yeah uh, we can really nerd out about it and I like to do pairings so you put the same beer on nitro and then carb the rest and put it on regular draft and you can tell the difference yeah but back Once to that again, glass it's yeah. uh you know that one is going to have a really good cascade to it. And if if you concentrate really hard, maybe you can picture yourself sitting in an English pub with uh, a Guinness or something properly poured, watching it cascade in the in the English style nonic glass. Yeah, yeah. But, we'll force people to do it. I'll come in and I will like yeah. look, stare at that. <laughs> you looked away. Start over. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got we've got Directv with the sports package, so they can come in at seven a.m. and watch Premier League. There you go. So yeah. that'll work. Yeah, we'll do uh, an ESB on nitro. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, proper nitro. Yeah, I've never had. I love ESBs. Never had it on nitro. I'm usually not a fan of nitro because um, I'm, I'm I like carbonation, but I've been dabbling into some some that are that are done right. It's like oh holy shit, this is actually um, the shop does their they do did a white coffee stout or a blonde coffee stout. 
on nitro it was fantastic like yeah. and anything the shop does with coffee is like i'm in man those dudes know their coffee for <laughs> sure just, nitro, nitro just feels right in the morning for, it bre- does. for breakfast yeah just, yeah yep bubbles in the morning are not like that's a sign of <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing with your life right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it yeah, exactly <laughs> um so now uh, on to uh my favorite class Th- this is that's a badass class, man. I like this one. They're, yeah. they're, uh, I'll let Matt talk about this one because he's really... He was the, geeking out about it earlier. Yeah, he, so. <laughs> I think it's one of his favorites. But. Are we talking about our, the, the new one? Oh, yeah. So this is uh, a brand new one from, from Libby. Um, I don't know that I was geeking out about it too much. But this will be what we use. It's very... <laughs> it's okay. It, it, feels, it, it definitely <laughs> feels like it. it's Lean the biggest it. one. Uh, so I think it's important. Uh, we're going to use this one for you know, all of our, our light, lighter beers and lagers and, and light ales and everything. But um, it's a 20-ounce, right? 18 and a half. Oh, 18 and a half. So, but it, it, looks, off, it, looks, a lot, it looks a lot bigger than, uh, than that, I would say. And yeah. it, just, it looks imposing. It feels like a... This is a glass you want to drink out of, and we're in, you know, we're in an industrial park. Um, there's a lot of blue collar workers around there. Um, a lot of people just want to have like an easy drinking beer. You know, sure. we're in Arizona, it's really hot most of the time, and that's going to be probably the the glass that most people are drinking out of. Um, it just, uh, it's not like your typical uh, pilsner flute that's just super tall and long yeah. and skinny. It's got a little more girth to it. I hate drinking out of those things. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so it, it conforms, Every time it conforms, conforms your hand a little bit better and you're gripping it below because yeah. it you know, kind of comes in and, and back out at the top. Um, and yeah, it's just something a little bit different than what than what you see anywhere, I guess, because it's a brand new type right. of glass. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like a, to me, it's like a mix between a Pilsner glass and a like a Hefeweizen glass. Yeah. Which is going to be what it's used for here. Exactly. Pretty much, yeah. And then we wrap up with the... Uh, and then we got our little guy. The little guy. Yeah. And then we've got the, the it's a 13-ounce tulip. We're going to use it for all of our strong beers, barrel-aged specialties. And again, it, it came down to pour. We wanted a 10-ounce pour, but to do it right, you need a glass that fits at least 13 ounces. So we landed on those guys for, for that, and, and this way we can keep all of our, our pricing in line with you know proper pours per style. So you and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you said that uh, every, the cost of every pour is going to be the same. Some beers are going to be a lot more expensive to produce than others. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, we want. So I did, yeah, like I, I think it was my the, own. Yeah. Well, as far as production goes, the, the cost for making them is going to be different. Sure. Um, but we want it on the on the front side to to be able to get all our beers line priced rather yeah. than. Going into a bar and having like, oh, is this is six dollars. Is, is this? Oh wait, uh, wait, is this nine dollars? Yeah. This is nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was imp- that was important to us too. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll we'll be sure to post all the all the pricing and menu options because we'll yeah. we'll also offer all of our beers in the five ounce if you because sure. some people just want to taste it. Taste, yeah. You know, they want a small pour of it. So, and we'll do like the regular splashes. What we won't charge for, but um, and th- and there's one more. There's the uh, the regular stackle. Stacker craft glass that we got for uh, IPAs and hazies. Oh, that's right. So yeah, that's a that's a sixteen ounce to the top, fourteen ounce served glass, and usually those beers are a little bit higher ABV. It's the closest thing to a proper IPA glass that we could find. That's not uh, the Speak Lau. Yeah, which is not cheap. <laughs> not cheap. Not cheap. Great glass, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll that'll round out the lineup for for the starting glassware. The starting glassware. I like I like that. The sounds of that. You're going to be putting beer in this, though, in the glasses. 
So what is the beer plan? Like, do you guys have, I know you got the, the plan for the, the, the place kind of outlined. What about the beer? What's, have, what's the goal? We have a lot of exciting things planned for beer. Nice. Uh, it's not going to be super exciting at first. I'm going to, I'm going to take it pretty easy when we start. We're going to be propping up new yeast strains. So a general rule that I try to follow with a prop is you don't want to put it into a beer that has a starting gravity higher than 11 or 12 degrees Play-Doh. You don't want to stress the new strain. It's not that you know, we'll probably start with a pale ale, um, something that we can dry hop and it'll be fun, but we don't want to stress the yeast. We don't want to um, add any flavor to it. If you put a yeast strain into an IPA, you know, you run the risk of when you harvest it, it, it can only go into an IPA. Yeah. We want to be able to, you know, make some clean beers at first, make sure the system's working right, learn it proper, and then we'll, uh, We'll just dive in once we yeah. once we get our yeast strains propped. We'll uh, start getting into. You know, I like doing lagers. We'll we'll start working those in when we can. I like doing farmhouse styles. Obviously, we'll do dark beers all the time. We're gonna play around with the nitro handles. Uh, Andrew from Copper State Chemicals built us a seventy-five gallon bright tank. Oh, so nice. for a lot of the batches, we'll be able to pull off and do a variant. So we can serve directly off that bright tank or package yeah. it. So we'll we'll play with that quite a bit. It's going to help us fill our tap handles a lot faster too. Um, and then I've got some I've got some stuff that I'm Get not going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> like God damn! Like I was hoping for like the the big reveal or something. But I like I like it better not knowing. Well, because I'm close too. That that's the good. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, you so. you'll obviously get uh, you to try it when you're in here. Yeah. Um, as we go through the process, but. You know, but Brian Helton really, really stressed the importance of building a decent lab, and I feel like we've 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 invested a enough money to make it a good starting lab. Um, and I have, you know, I, I want to work with bacteria in there. I'm going to work with yeast in there. We're we're going to eventually make our own strains of both. Um, kind of keep them keep them live, keep them propagated, and. Uh, you know, we're going to get into some really cool stuff with, yeah. with barrels and sours and uh, some some styles that you know people aren't really giving a lot of a lot of attention to. But we'll, we're going to try. I think I, I'm I'm picking up on some of the hints you're giving here. I might go on a limb here, but uh, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the wild ale, spontaneous fermentation, the, the, like the I don't say the true sours, but right? I mean it's it's true sour sour compared to like a kettle sour, right? Um, I like that, and I hope that's what you're hinting at. Because uh, no one's new. I mean, there's a risk for it, and, and uh, yeah. uh, there's huge risk. I mean, I think there's what maybe three in Arizona right now doing it, like Wilderness, right. Twelve West, and Grand Canyon. I don't even know of anybody else that's doing like the true wild kind of stuff. Is that? We'll do some of that. Okay, yeah. nice yeah. man, nice. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's gonna be fun. Uh, I'm I'm still kind of new to a lot of that stuff yeah. on the lab side, but we're. Uh, you know, we're learning more every every batch and every day. So yeah, nice man, dude. I'm excited. Even even though the the vagueness didn't satisfy my. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's an experimental. <laughs> there's an experimental that uh, we're gonna do that I've never had, never even heard of someone else making. So really, yeah, I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna try it and see if it bombs. Ah, how soon was that? Never. <laughs> it's it's probably gonna be pretty early on nice. i mean i'm super eager to make it yeah but it's it's something that i've been sitting on for for a while so i you know i, I we didn't have the opportunity to make it at borderlands 
Uh, I was really just, I wasn't really on the, the creative side at Phoenix, so I get to flex my muscles a little bit. And nice. Either sink or swim with, yeah. with this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to turn this off real quick. Okay, so tell me now, Marshall. What it, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> when we turn off, you got to tell me that. You gotta, I, 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 still I, won't, on. I won't share. I won't share until it's the proper time to share. But uh, that's exciting, man. Like It's really exciting for what you guys are doing. Uh, I mean, once again, on the selfish side, because you guys are close, but just for Arizona beer. Like the... Um, I don't know, man. The innovation and the and the the desire to take this th- this I feel like this scene, this community here in Arizona needs another step up, mm-hmm. right? Because like, we've done a lot since. I mean, since I started doing a podcast like three years ago, what what's happened over that three years is amazing. But every so often, you have to take another step. You have to you know elevate it even more. And I and I I feel like you guys are going to do that. I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Well, it was, it was important for us to come out of the gate with that, and it's just we're not going to stop. I mean, we'd, craft brewers are known for their innovation. I think we're, uh, we're going to be part of that for sure. I, yeah. I hope that some, some people follow suit. I mean, I'm, I'm not disappointed with anyone in, in the state, but sure. yeah. if, uh, if people want to steal ideas or, or talk ideas over with us, I mean, we're very open. You know, we'll, yeah. we, uh, we're not going to hold back. We'll, uh, we'll give you our reasons why we did it and what worked and what didn't, and yeah. we want to, you know, we want to be part of the community to make all beer better. So. Absolutely, man. Yeah, the more the merrier. I mean, we we don't have enough breweries in Arizona. No, no, not, not even not close. close. No, nope. Yeah, there's there's so much room to growth. I mean, we're up here in, in North Phoenix. Yeah, we've got Front Porch who just opened. Great and, guys. Uh, and us. Yeah, I mean, great, great we, there could be there could be more. Why not? I mean, yeah. there's. Plenty of people up here. There should be, right? <laughs> there I should mean, be more, yeah. If you look at places like, you know, um, uh, Portland, Denver, San Diego, like, ideally, there would be a place right over there where I'm pointing, right? Right. Oh, do go to Simple Machine, then go over there, and then right over there at the airport, there's another brewery, you know, like, having that yeah. that destination, because the great thing about um, craft beer is it's not a matter of choose one of these four. It's like... Get them all in one Sweet. night. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's an it's an advantage. It's like God damn, like this guy just opened up over here. No, his people are going to come to my place and vice versa. So, right. man, I love it. And we're not, uh, you know, we're not looking to fight the distribution battle. That's not. Yeah. That's not something we're into. We want people to come in here, feel comfortable, have a good time, maybe learn something, but definitely enjoy their beer and yeah, uh, you know, get home safe. You, that's that's funny you say that because. Uh, that that's that reminds me of Brian Helton once again, right? So Brian, Brian, uh, and, and once again, Brian, is this I'm the Brian I'm, Helton podcast. I think yeah, it I think is. So. <laughs> it's a, it's a, <laughs> Brian Helton fanboy. Yeah, I know. God, yeah, yeah, but who's more, me or Marshall? Probably me, right? Like I'm, I'm pretty bad at this point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but no, his whole thing is, is like he wants people to experience it in in the tap room. Right. Like you want it, to, you have that control, and you know, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, if you see a crowler of your beer in, you know, South Florida. But then it's also like, what is that person drinking? Like, right. what is what is what does that taste like? How um, did it get there? How long has it been there? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it, and that's the, that's the what you don't think of. But so yeah. with with you guys, um, with that focus on the quality and just the the experience of it all with the proper glassware, having simple machine beer here is going to be the best way you're going to be able to have it. Right. Yeah. You know. So and that's it, that seems like that's the intention. Right. Yeah. We wanted to create that that experience in house. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we don't want people to take it away. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you well, can. Yeah, yeah. We're we gonna sell packaged beer, yeah, but we will have a, a crawler machine and growlers. So 
Yeah. You can certainly take it home and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, and we're and Andrew from Copper State also built us a forehead bottle filler. Oh, uh, nice. We'll, we'll get a small canning line uh, in the near future, and we'll, we'll do some specialty runs. But we want to you know, kind of take the Russian River approach where y- you have to guarantee how this beer was treated prior to sale. Ah. You know, so if we take care of it and just sell it to customers, hopefully, hopefully they enjoy it uh, as intended and it's not shipped too far. I like yeah. how you compared us to one of the best breweries. <laughs> I well, like that too, man. That was, that was well, subtle that, too. Well, that, yeah. I'm not, we're basically that. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. We're going to be awesome. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I look at places like that for leadership. Right. Like, right. like, you know, I hope people take examples from us one day. Um, but they, you know, they have a, a very good handle on making sure their beer stays refrigerated. You don't get to put their beer on if, uh, if you're not going to treat it proper and serve it in the right amount of time. And sure, uh, I, I admire that that kind of thing. So, awesome, dudes! This has been great. I'm excited. Soon, the grand opening, soft opening, and grown opening. Will be coming. Depending on when you're listening to it, it already happened, so I might just edit all that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but guys, thanks for having me in. This is great. Um, you're always welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. We're gonna have to do some collaborations too. You, you oh, yeah. have to teach me a little bit about uh, about brewing. We'll get you in here for a brew day. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I want to be here. Like, I want to be here from like the beginning. Like, oh, you're born in. Yeah, you've been. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah, been here. Yeah. But I want to be like at like uh, the beginning of the day, like the beginning of the brew, because I I'm, I don't know, man. I, I did a collaboration with uh, Dark Sky, me and Nick, and uh, and I was really involved. Like I wanted to learn stuff, right? And he was great, dude. He was great about it. Um, but then towards the end, he was like, "All right, man, yeah, just go ahead, and go have a beer. I'm gonna go ahead and finish up, you know, because I'm trying to say, hey, what do I do here? What do I do here? And at that point, it's been a long day, so he's like, you know." enjoy a beer it's on me you know yeah <laughs> and i'll finish up um but that's what i want to do is i want to learn that with that whole process and um so yeah so that was my pitch to yeah come down and we'll get you some uh, i'll get you some boots and we'll get you some earplugs and some safeties and I'm in. we'll get you in for a brew day man man safety, in. safety third safety third <laughs> that's right yeah well guys anything else anything i missed anything that you guys anything else you want to add thanks for having us here absolutely i've been uh, i've I know I told you uh, early on, but I've seen you set up in a lot of places. You used to set up at Helton for, yeah. for the big uh, beer schools and other events. And I've never gotten to sit down and talk to you through one of your microphones. So. Dude, this is... I feel like a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was a perfect... This was the per- perfect combination of it, right? It's like, you know, Mike Marshall, one day something's going to... Something big's happening for you. That's why I haven't had you on yet, you know? But uh, but no, man, this is huge for you guys. I, I love it. and. This is great timing. I mean, you can actually yeah. see what it's going to look like. Yeah. You're one of the first people to be in here. So we just we just put the tap room together last weekend. So. Just put it together. You just threw it together, and it just, just looks amazing. It just, <laughs> yeah. It's easy. Yeah. yeah it took, took seven months. But. Not a big deal. We're kind of like rushing ever, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even better. <laughs> even better. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Guys, thanks so much. For listening to the episode like i said get over there help these guys celebrate this grand opening that's coming up the weekend of december 13th and if you can name the six simple machines when you go in there i'm sure they'll give you something special high five or a sticker or something so go check them out simple machine brewing company on deer valley road right across from the deer valley airport entrance rating and review on itunes always helps us as well so if you guys are feeling extra 
special today. Please go to iTunes, give a rating and review. It really helps us climb up those rankings and help spread the word on this this show. So, and I love hearing from you guys, hearing how the the show is impacting you and and how it's helping you guys sift through uh, all of the madness that is craft beer, the good madness of craft beer these days, and helping you guys find your next favorite spot. So. Thank you guys very much for that. Hopped Up Network, we are part of the Hopped Up Network, so it's a network of independent craft beer podcasts across the country, growing more and more all the time. There's about 30-plus podcasts that are part of this, so go check them out. HoppedUpNetwork.com. Always remember, stay awesome. Cuando se va de